Hi guys, this is Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, and I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Hello, everyone. This is a very special Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Special because I have one of my dearest friends who I have been friends with for a very long time who has seen me evolve in my life to some extent, maybe still make poor decisions around men that she's seen me date. But other than that, we are very, very blessed to be here with one of the world's best communications and PR strategists, certainly in the entertainment industry. And that's my dear friend, Jessica Rovins. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Brooke. I'm so happy to be here. A, I'm always happy to talk to you. And B, I love pop culture, as you know. Well, I know you do. And Jess and I have known each other for so long. I was living in New York when we became friends. And we, over the course of time with the evolution of social media and whatnot, we send each other quite a few memes back and forth. And (laughs) we also are French Bulldog moms. And Jess has a French Bulldog. Mine is named Potato. Her French Bulldog is named Moose, which she had way before I had Potato, but also I had a cat named Moose. So when I had my cat named Moose and Jess had has Moose, the, the French Bulldog, there was like a lot of similarities. But we were, I was East Coast, she was West Coast, and now I've moved to your hood and live just a few minutes from you, and it's fantastic. It's so great. I'm so glad to have you here. And I feel like, you know, if the pandemic brought you to L.A., then I'll take it. I mean, it is it is the one silver lining of it all. So for (laughs) me, certainly. And I get to be with you and I get to like meet you for coffee or go for a walk in a moment's notice as opposed to planning it over weeks before (laughs) I knew I was coming to L.A. So it's awesome. Totally. But it's also, it's an important pod and like no one more important to me really in my world to talk about this than you because Jess, you're one of these people in my life that you can cross between serious and fun in the blink of an eye, like I think I can, where we could be texting each other silly tweets or Instagrams and then all of a sudden, holy fuck the Supreme Court. Like we can just literally go right to left or right to left to up and down like really quickly. And I think you and I were probably in that mindset on Sunday night watching the Met Gala, or Monday night, sorry, Met Gala coming to life and dissecting all of these crazy, terrible outfits, realizing that most people have no idea, A, what the Gilded Age was, or B, when the Gilded Age was, and then being faced with this crazy leak from Politico that that comes out in Politico that somebody has for the first time ever leaked a very important document from the Supreme Court uh, prior to its release. And the juxtaposition of it all was crazy. So like set the stage for me. Where were you Monday night? I was home here in my kitchen. I was FaceTiming with my best friend, Jason, in New York. We are always like, we are the fashion touchstones, you know, big Gucci show, anything to do with fashion. It's me and him. So I was trying to get caught up. And so he was giving me his his top lists, which like 
mostly I agreed upon. I, we had the same conversation, which is what, why doesn't anyone understand the assignment of the Gilded Age? And also I mean, no one understood it. And then by the way, did you get, did you see the whole, like, this is Jared Leto and it was the guy in this like weird, <laughs> and they were all introducing him as Jared Leto. And I was like, it doesn't look like Jared Leto. And it turned out I know, they just completely messed it up. I know. And then like part of me was like, this is crazy and ridiculous. And then I'm like, oh, the euphoria kids look so good. And, you know, Haley Bieber to me always just kind of kills it. I thought Jodie Turner Smith looked amazing. And, um, you know, I did think I loved she looked it. really good. You know, Haley Bieber to me always just kind of kills it. I thought Jodie Turner Smith looked amazing. I did think Kim looked really good. I thought Kim looked good. I think Let's we can talk about this. I want to hear where you were and what your thoughts mm-hmm. were on the on. The, but let's just talk about Mecala for a minute. So Kim Kardashian was wearing it's got a lot of press. She was wearing the dress that Marilyn Monroe wore to sing famously the happy birthday song to her alleged lover, John F. Kennedy. And where mm-hmm. she comes out and is like, happy birthday to you. <laughs> and that iconic 60 year old dress. The funniest things that I've seen about it were like there's a lot of TikTok of people horrified because they did the behind the scenes of her getting dressed and it was on like a wood hanger and people are like the outrage the appall it's appalling (laughs) and then there's all these like she talked about how she didn't eat for like three weeks she didn't eat she Mm -hmm. starved herself to lose like 13 pounds to fit into the dress so all of these food people are now up in arms saying up in arms Mm -hmm. diet culture the whole thing And then it turns out she didn't actually fit into the dress at the end of the day. And that like over her very famous rear end, they could Mm -hmm. not zip it up. So they sort of tied it together and she wore that white mink stole behind to cover it up. And then she changed into a replica dress once inside. What are your thoughts on the sort of controversy? (laughs) And are, are, is it, is it impossible for Kim Kardashian to just not be controversial now? Is she just at that point that, She could just sit there and say nothing and be controversial. I do think that I was thinking about you over the weekend because I know she was at the um, White House Correspondents Dinner and I was like, I'm sure they're going to say. I mean, I think if she's in the room, it becomes about what she's doing. I don't know. I feel like I appreciated it all. I thought it was really fun and I thought she looked gorgeous. I do like, you know, I kind of stand her and Pete. I'm here for it. I'm here and for it because of the age. Like if I, I just want to put out there guys, <laughs> I'm single. I am fully able to start dating a 20 something year old dude. I'm fully, I'm, I, or how old is he? 30? I don't think so. Not I even. think he's like 28. Yeah. So like even better, even right? Better. The diet culture thing, I don't think I'm going to buy into that. I feel like she Me talks neither. about how much she loves food a lot. Me neither. And she always is like, she works out really hard to be able to eat the things she yeah. wants to eat. And if she wanted to like get into this dress, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get mad about it's it. It's not like she said she starved herself. She just said she didn't eat carbs and sugar. And I'm sure it was. And I mean, out. she worked yeah. out. I, you know, I agree with you. I will say it was mm-hmm. the first the first time that all of the sisters were invited. And yep. so that was also in and of itself news. But. I don't know, babe. The the girls I didn't deliver. There's some the the I mean, Kylie yeah, wore was, a wedding dress with like a baseball <laughs> cap and, I and know. a horrible sleeve. What was going on there? I know. I mean, it really was about her, Virgil. It was about her and Virgil. So like I love that moment for them. Well tell us about that. What does that mean? Tell us. 
So it was an off-white dress that was designed oh. by the designer Virgil Abloh, who passed away, I want to say, like, maybe in November. Yeah, right, of course. And that's why it said off. I didn't realize that. Right. That made it, sense. It said off-white. And, and she talked about the fact that they always, that in 2019, I think they were supposed to go to the Met together. They talked about doing it the next year, and it was 2020. We all know how that went. She did get a lovely bouquet of flowers from his widow saying that like Virgil was there in spirit. So I kind of was going in that. I was going to embrace it for that reason, as opposed to the dress, because I did not like the dress. But I thought Kendall looked gorgeous in Prada. I really thought she looked beautiful. Kendall was gorgeous. Gorgeous. I love that moment. And I always love I love Chloe. I do love Chloe always. And then Courtney and her no. 182 <laughs> boyfriend. There was the funniest Instagram I saw. It was, I, I'm sure you saw it because we see the same ones. It's like, it showed them in their outfits. And it's like when you have the Met Gala at eight and your shift at Olive Garden at nine. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they usually kind of hit it out of the park and I love them together. And I do love Courtney. I don't know. It felt like she was like phoning it in, which also made me laugh. But yes, it was, a, it was fun that they were all there. But as all that was happening and Jason and I were kind of talking about fashions and all of the things at the same time, as you said, that document was leaked from the Supreme Court to Politico. It was just the juxtaposition of both things. And also someone said it perfectly the other day, which is like, we all knew that like we were all prepared. We all knew this was going to happen. We've all known this is where it was going, but it's just, it's, it's like heartbreaking and horrifying and, it was just terrible. And also to switch from the red carpet to that information did feel like end of days. <laughs> I mean, it also it just the juxtaposition was so crazy. And I want to hear what your like PR strategist mind went, because mine immediately started. I started creating fantasies in my head. One, mm-hmm. how pissed off Anna Wintour. Like if I was a Supreme Court, I'd be, be <laughs> I'd be terrified of Anna Wintour because like no one comes in and takes her moment. This is her moment, despite it feeling a little less than for me. Like I, I know I'm sorry, but there was no Zendaya. There was no Rihanna. There was no Beyonce. Obviously, Blake Lively. No JLo. No J-Lo. There was Blake yeah. Lively, who is gorgeous and obviously continues to take it to another level every year but some of the big ones and some of the elegant glamour that a Rihanna or a Zendaya bring wasn't there Lady Gaga I think people thought she was Mm -hmm. there they kept using her photos but it was from because she dressed in a very gilded age moment but it was from a couple of Met Gala's before it was missing that it was missing a Gwyneth it was missing that So, so you have her and you have like the rage that she was feeling looking at like how many people missed the mark with their fashion? Just like, what the fuck? I, I mean, like Sebastian Stan wearing all pink in that. I know, but I, th- I loved it. See, I hated it. I thought he looked like a Oompa Loompa. Like I didn't like it at all. But also <laughs> like respect, it. respect the theme. Sebastian Stan. Man, you're looking good. You ever see a guy this handsome walking? But what I will, yes. And but what I will say is like, there's no respect for any of those things anymore. So, like, I feel like it just has reached the mat, which is like, if you're inviting me, I'm wearing hot pink Valentino head to toe. Yeah. And that's how it goes. I wonder if it'll change. I wonder if now the, the uproar was so outrageous that now she's going to go to the like, we need to approve every designer table's looks. I don't know. I just can't believe she's still there. I'm just going to uh, be honest. Well, I mean, <laughs> so think about it. So you have people who just totally disregarded her theme and made it all about themselves for whatever. And mm-hmm. Some of them good, some of them not so good. And then 
the Supreme Court, the leak. So she's pissed at Politico. She's maybe pissed at the leaker. But really, let's be clear. I'm envisioning all of her rage to the Supreme Court. Uh, rightfully so. So now I'm like, they are, I want to see memes come out where it's like the laser eyes coming out of Anna Wintour, like going at the yes. Supreme yes. Court. <laughs> But for all the wrong reasons. Wait, so who, so what's your theory on who leaked it? So again, I have this fantasy. I mean, it's a really, it's very like deep throat, all the president's men, right? Like it has to have been somebody who is clearly on the side of, of the, the right side, not right as in right wing, but on the side of right being women's rights and not abolishing a law that's been in place for almost 50 years. And they were probably so overwhelmed by what they were seeing. They knew that they had to do something. Now, the levels for which that they had to take to get that out. I mean, my I know. My belief is that maybe it's more than one person. There was like an entire sort of signal. They had to do it on signal or something and take a photograph of it versus the actual document. Because I think you could trace, however, getting that document if it's touched you. So maybe it's a photograph that then somebody sent themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was, you know, several pages of a, you know, and I see it like I'm thinking of Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde. Like she's, yes, of course. <laughs> As she, am I. She's come across something and she takes the picture <laughs> with her iPhone and then she sends herself a signal. I don't know. I don't know how that is. But the person doing it did God's work. I imagine they're going to be absolutely crucified, but, but like good for them. I remember back in like, back when we thought that Bush and Cheney years were like the worst and oh, how so <laughs> charming they were. I remember like a group of us, us ladies were like convinced that we were going to sort of honey trap like a Dick Cheney. We were like, let's get whoever can get closest to him and get him to cheat <laughs> on his wife and do like nasty, <laughs> nasty things. Like we will film it. We will do it. We'll take one for the team. For and the team, and we, the we, will, we will like, you know, humiliate ourselves. But it's for the greater good of the country. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like mm -hmm. that's what this person did. You know, I've done research on Supreme Court justices. They have all of them have amazing people mm -hmm. that work for them. Is it like a team of yeah. people around each yeah. justice? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Each justice has a group of people and all of them are incredible. You know, law review folks, people like all Ivy League. Mm -hmm. A part of me wonders if it was one of our our justices got one of their people to do it and then we'll protect them. I don't know. But you know, I do feel like there's a lot of people that work for those justices that are very liberal, that are people that went to, you know, some of the top liberal arts schools that are very, very, very Roe versus Wade believers, believers in, in women's rights, believers that men probably shouldn't be ruling on what women mm -hmm. do with their bodies. So I, I have to believe it's one of them, but mm -hmm. I don't know. What are your yeah. thoughts? I don't know either. No, I think you're right. I think it's really interesting. I mean, the first thing I thought was like, is one of the justices behind it, like because of just how staggering the information is. I just think they are so married to the law that it's almost like impossible to believe. But I think about all those shows, mm -hmm. like what would it happen in the Tudors? <laughs> Remember the Tudors? And you're like watching how everything was happening behind the scenes. Like, I feel like there must be there must be the Illuminati of some kind on the on the liberal right. side, on the left, that's helping right. get this shit. Like, I don't know, is Obama behind right. it? I mean, was there all these different... <laughs> these I know, you're like, 
it's like where who's the freedom fighter i know i don't know it'll be really interesting to see it's like can you really crucify that person i mean yes but no but yes i don't, I don't know but I think, you know, as the day went on and the weeks gone on, when you read about what they're kind of talking about, which is the right of privacy, like the things that can be clawed back now are just as scary as we've we've all been thinking. And then with the Justice Roberts statement, you know, confirming that it was real, Mm -hmm. but also making it clear that it wasn't final. It almost felt like a dialing it back a bit to me. Do you think that they are going to take the public's reaction and sort of maybe temper it a bit? Maybe it will be bad, but less bad. Or I don't know how it could be less bad. It's sort of black or white. How it can be less bad. I know. You know, as we've all know, as as long as we've all been marching and protesting, it's like, does it actually, I don't know. No, it does something. But I, I feel like I'm one of these people that really did. I know that some of the smartest people in the room were telling me they could change it. And I just was such a, I'm such an optimist. And I was like, no, it's not going to happen. It's been this way. My mm-hmm. mom fought for this. My mom was a believer. Yeah. And, you know, I had an abortion. I'm very open about it. And my parents were incredible with it. And my mom was, you know, obviously very concerned for me, very concerned for the boy involved, very concerned for everything, but also made it clear how happy she was that we were able to do it. Like when she, if she had been a teenager in that position, she would not have had that opportunity. So it's just, it's just baffling to me. Now I realize that I was so naive that I just, you know, didn't believe it's just, it is literally out of a handmaid's tale where one minute you're having like the most normal life ever. And in the blink of an eye, a revolution of the wrong kind happens. And, you know, we, Afghanistan saw it, you know, when we think we're Mm -hmm. this modern society, but history has shown time and time again that democracies fall. And I feel like we're, we're right in it. And so now, mm-hmm. now I feel it, the good news is that it will backfire. I think long-term for the Republicans, these things are going to not bode well long-term. I don't know what it means short-term. I do think it's getting a group of people who never really thought they could lose something so tangible to like now really be activated. I hope so. I mean, I think it all goes to the same thing, which is like privileged women like ourselves will always have the access that we need. And so it goes back to the same thing, which is putting marginalized people in even a worse position. And it's, it's just, you know, I agree with you. I feel like we are watching the fall of democracy. (laughs) And it's going to be interesting as now, you know, I mean, my, Many of my friends are concerned what it means for gay marriage. I mean, obviously I am, but my friends, yep. my my gay married friends are like, well, what the fuck does this mean? And what does this mean? Somebody tweeted today, like this means that they're going to start banning LGBTQ plus children from the classrooms at some point. Like the, the, the potential for this. Right. Well, the, because of that's what they're saying, which is it's about privacy or right to privacy, which also means like interracial marriages. I mean, I read this morning that it says it, like it, one of the rulings is about teaching teaching your children and your family like other languages in this country. Like it goes so far back and it's just, I think we've all learned over the past however many years now, which is like, it all actually is possible. So where are we moving? Parents fall for it. I know. I I don't, I keep thinking it's an island. I don't know. I know. I know. I mean, there's so (laughs) every island has their own issues there. I I don't know. I mean, there are parts of Europe that are definitely better. Um, The UK I feel is better, but I, I don't, I don't know. It's just so crazy right now. I will say that I hope 
that some of the people at the Met Gala were met with the sort of the crazy that there they were having this celebratory moment about costumes or, you know, designers and and so forth. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of the fact that democracy was falling, I did just come from Washington, D.C. Crazy weekend, mm-hmm. unbelievable weekend at the White House Correspondents Festivities. Uh, super spreader, to be sure. We're hearing of dozens <laughs> of people who have tested positive with COVID. <laughs> I could go on about that, but let's move on. The Met Gala is probably also a super spreader. I'm guaranteeing spreader, that yes. Kim, Kim and Pete, they were seated next to the ABC reporter at the table and the, at the correspondence dinner who just tested positive. Not to mention that they were at the gala. Yeah. I bet you anything they got it. Everybody's getting I feel it. like I read she just had it recently, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think I think it's all bets are off now, right? We're all, especially here in LA, it's like back to offices, back. I, I just think it's a matter of time, but it definitely feels like the Met is going to be a super spreader. But I think, you know, I think it's really interesting. You and I talk about this all the time. I think there, I thought there would be a real course correction after the pandemic. And I think it's really interesting to think that people just, I found it crazy that everyone was on the Oscar carpet and we know what happened there. And now back at the Met, I think the majority of people want to get back to the way things actually exactly how they were. Yeah. I think also it just went on too long and there was so much confusion. Like I'm so confused still. I Googled like, you know, what are the, what are the (laughs) certain, like how long are you supposed to, if you've been exposed to COVID or have COVID, but then like what, and every answer is different. And then I've spoken to different doctors and they give me different, there's just no, I don't know, but I will say I met Fauci. I met Fauci, Jess. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was wearing a black turtleneck under a gray suit. Huh. um, And he was not very nice to me. He... (laughs) He was looking off and he was one of those people who was like, you're not famous. And I'm looking looking over you to look at the famous people. So please move along. I feel like that's kind of his rep. I think that's his rep. I know. And I heard, I saw right wing (laughs) people, or I should say some of the libertarians that I follow on the Twitter, talk about that. Like they were pointing out all the famous people and the pictures that he had in his (laughs) office. But I was like, come on. He's such a great guy. He's like a mensch. Oh, no. No, maybe no. Not. Maybe maybe he actually he literally Jesse wouldn't look me in the eye. He was like looking off oh, yonder. He was like, what? Yeah, yeah. He was I just sort of that. looking be- over my shoulder. Meanwhile, you're like, thank you so much. And he's like, where is I, Kim? I know, where is Kim? <laughs> I was like, thank you, Mr. Spock. I mean, he looked like, I don't know, he looked like something out of, he needed a pipe and he needed to be like leaned up against a piano with like a big. Interesting. You know, Not surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there mm-hmm. was, it was an amazing, I will say it felt it felt very COVIDy, but also people were just like, we don't care. We've we're, we've waited long enough. We're all vaccinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get it. Let's just have fun and let's make fun of each other. And I do think there are some some changes. I think, you know, the the work experience will change. I think some people will want to go back to work at least some of the time for that community. Mm-hmm. And I think some bosses are going to ch- try to change the dynamic of the culture and so forth. But at the end of the day, we always go back to what we know, right? I do. I think you're right. I think it's it's a little disappointing, but then it's up to you, each one of us, to decide kind of what our new boundaries are. Well, okay. So switching gears a little bit, and it's interesting because it all plays into this, you know, we're talking Talking about women's rights to the fact that we have sort of lost a big 
monumental moment. We have to fight our asses off. But now looking at, and I said I didn't want to talk about it again, but we are talking about it again. <laughs> and it's Johnny Depp and Amber Heard because Amber Heard took the stand. Mm-hmm. It's, she's on the stand now. And what yep. I've spoken about on the pod before is that when the, this came out 2016, 2017, we were all, regardless of what the information was, regardless of what we were even feeling internally, we were on the side of women. We believed all women. That was it. Amber benefited from that, regardless of what the scenario was. I know I was guilty of it. Like you're a a, a wife beater, you're an abuser, you're a a drug addict, you're a narcissist, you're over the hill, fat, has been actor (laughs) taking out his anger on this beautiful, maybe flawed young woman. And my how that at least has certainly changed with not and it's not just social media that's like trying to skew my brain it's the actual facts of the audio and video and witness account of people that are just like get me the fuck out of here this is what happened yeah this never happened yeah exactly what are your thoughts and as a as a as a leading PR mind in entertainment, <laughs> I want to know what your thoughts are and what would you be doing? Like, you know, so Amber fired her PR team and hired a new PR team. So like, what would you do if you were the new PR team hired by Amber Heard? Like, is there a turnaround? I don't, th- you know, it's interesting. I'm with you, which is, you know, I was really disappointed. I thought, I thought she was telling the truth and I felt really kind of upset, kind of let down by Johnny and who I thought he was, but you know, wrote him off. And I think the thing that's been so interesting is like, not only was it me not paying attention to all the facts clearly, or being just kind of misled by the media and her op-ed and all of those things. I do believe most women are telling the truth, but not all. Right. And I think they had a toxic, terrible relationship for sure. I've just been riveted by the case in a way that I didn't think I was going to be. I thought it felt really salacious and things I didn't want to know about. I don't know if you follow House and Habit on Instagram. No, tell me. What is that? So here's what's so interesting. So I don't know how I found her. Someone must have reposted her. She's, I think, a writer who lives, I want to say, in Orange County. She's a mom. I think she's a bunch of boys. And she is following kind of play by play every single day with a big Johnny slant. But she is and also kind of pulling everything from TikTok, which is overwhelmingly pro Johnny, which, you know, I love unbelievable, I unbelievable. Love yep. I, love I do feel like they are the source of truth. But she is an amazing follow because like at the end of the night when I get a big kind of cup of hot tea and I can just watch all of her stories, she has music in there. It's just great. So I've been following along with her. I think I falsely kind of made, you know, bad judgments probably. And I think also just all of the things that we know, which we're constantly disappointed about the media, which is like, what was going on? Why was the ACLU writing those things? All the money she donated was Elon writing checks, but she yeah, kept so the money. that's so let me go back and tell people. So she promised, <laughs> I think it was seven million or something that she got from the last trial with Johnny, and she promised it to two organizations and she was gonna give it 50-50. And she did interviews about how this was never about the money for her and she was giving the money. So then a couple things happened. One she only gave, I think it was like 1.5 or 6, some some very small number comparatively to the ACLU in chunks. And two things, one, they were notified that she was having financial tr- troubles, so couldn't meet the rest of the promise. But two, it turned out that the money that did come came in 
from Elon in one of his holding companies. So the fact that Elon paid this, not the money from the settlement from Johnny all seems really strange. Also something else that came out on TikTok uh, the, over the last week. I don't know if you noticed the, the TikTokers showing the videos or pictures of her with Elon and Elon having what looks like a black eye or definitely a red mark on his face oh. and they like mm-hmm. in, in the public eye. So they're showcasing that maybe she was beating on Elon. There's a lot of thoughts there, but yeah, so she never actually, the money that did go to the ACLU was confirmed to be from Elon's holding company. Mm-hmm. Holding company. And mm-hmm. not all of it was done. And so now she's on the stand today and she's, you know, we have to remember they're both actors. So we assume they can, right. they know how to play to a crowd. Uh, Johnny's done that very well with his sort of humor and lots of embarrassing things, talking about cocaine, alcohol, wanting to burn her alive in text. Like, but does it where the, the jury and the audience seems to be laughing? funny now today we'll see if that really plays yeah we'll see if it plays I, they i think the um really interesting thing was on his side the person they had with the the data that had all of the data around social media mm-hmm. and that's what we look at i know with our clients like they need to know like what is the sentiment where is it coming and it to see what the settlement they sentiment they could see with all of the real data of social media prior to her washington post op-ed was still sort of johnny depp people were searching google search like Johnny Depp actor, Johnny Depp hot, Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. post that op-ed was when real shifts in the searches changed. Johnny Depp wife beater, Johnny Depp abuser. So they have a real, that was their strongest, I think, evidence that right. that led yeah, to of that turning point, of that turning mm-hmm. point, which is what he's suing over. She then took the stand today and is doing, you know, she's crying. She's very emotional. She's talking about how she and she telling abuse. Yep. Right. But the woman that testified on her behalf is saying like I don't have evidence of abuse but she's textbook all of that but she's a she's a read right like I could read books about what abuse is like and then sort of manifest a story around it but I mean this is I hate that I'm even questioning this I know I'm with you but it feels like it deserves I don't I don't but the audio the audio's bad like she she's crazy in the the audio Yeah, she is. I I think I saw one of her. Did you see that um, doctor that was talking about being borderline personality? And when you're borderline personality, you don't know you are. And so she's sitting in the courtroom talking about her. And it was like crazy. When you follow House and Habit, you'll see like she dresses like Johnny. Yeah, so so the outfits, she wears the same outfit the next day. Like that's classic borderline personality. Right. And so I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't think he's fully innocent. I don't I think that's not accurate, but it, I'm very, very riveted. And, and I suggest you you check out this Instagram because it's well, so really good. And we'll see. We'll put that in the show notes. You just have to text it to me. I will. OK, so last but not least, we always end the pod with a mm-hmm. make out Mary murder. It could be a person, it could be an outfit, it could be a thing, it could be animal, vegetable, (laughs) mineral. So I wanted to turn it to you to sort of kick it off. 
but I could go first if you if you need time to think. You go first. I'm okay. thinking. Yeah. Okay. So I would marry. I would actually marry Kim Kardashian in the dress. I thought she looked beautiful. I loved her as a blonde. I love her happy. I love a post Kanye Kim. We're seeing her smile. <laughs> We're seeing her enjoy. I'm with you. I loved the post Kim post Met Gala Kim, where in her suite she had like an entire food court <laughs> of pizza and chicken wings or like tenders. I don't even know, but I was like, that's a girl I could be friends with. So I would definitely marry, I would marry her. I would probably make out with Zendaya, even though she wasn't at Met Gala, just the absence of Zendaya, I would make out with. I just, anything Zendaya. So the fact that she wasn't there, I was so upset. I was talking so much about her that I wanted to make out with her. And I Mm -hmm. would, I would obviously murder the Supreme Court right now. Just murder them. I mean, obviously murder them. Mm -hmm. Sorry if the Secret Service is going to show up at my door. It's obviously not a real threat, but I'd murder the idea. (laughs) The idea that these motherfuckers are the ones that are handing it down. And that these guys have, you know, to say there's no politics involved is absurd. So that's my hot take. Do you have yours now? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so I would obviously murder them as well. Not really, but I would. I feel like I am so angry. And like I said earlier, we all knew it was coming, but it's just, it's horrible. So... See, I didn't you know, know it was coming. Everyone, I just really didn't. I didn't really, really think I, I knew really it was. didn't. You, there's something you can't prep, but what I will say is, you know, I'd made my Planned Parenthood donation this week. I think that's what we can all do. Obviously, I had some, wherever we're watching, had we're several, going. I had several friends donate to the Planned Parenthood um, uh, in my name for my birthday, and I thought that was incredible. So I highly encourage you guys, give, give, give to the Planned Parenthood immediately. Give it all. Yeah, Do what sure. you can. I feel like I would make out with, not with Haley Bieber's YSL dress. Like, yes, Haley, but the dress she wore to Matt was like, really, I loved it. It really, you know, it was Jerry Hall vibes. It made me really happy. I love her. Before the world before the world came tumbling down. It was a brief moment of kind of, you know, euphoria. I loved it. Um, so that's my make out. And my Mary is like always going to be the same thing, which is Andy Cohen and his new baby girl, Lucy. Oh, right. He has a new baby girl. <laughs> that is exciting. Um, Andy Cohen, I've, I've only met you once when you had your dog <laughs> and your dog and Potato sniffed each other at the uh, garbage can <laughs> And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, our dogs love each other. And he looked at me and was like, and went back to his phone. He was having none (laughs) of it. And I was still like, like, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I was not upset. I totally got it. He, you know, as you know, he does no wrong for me. I'm really happy for him and his cute little family. Didn't Anderson Cooper have another baby, too? Yeah, they're best friends. So they I know. So they just had babies really together cool. and they're all just going to yeah, live in like I a commune. Them. Let's find out where they're going to move to and let's go there. <laughs> By the way, wherever they're going, like that's actually the place to go because then it's like Housewives on a Loop and Andy and Anderson. It's actually a great idea. Amazing. Okay. Well, guys, this was this was a hard one. I thought it was going to be I honestly envisioned just like 10 minutes of me being like the world is over. Jess, the world is over. Right, Jessica? It and, is. Um, <laughs> but it's over with a, with my I'll end on the final note. I do think it's hilarious okay. that so many people were saying that the that everybody missed the mark of Gilded Age and they should be dressing like they had Bridgerton to cop copy. And I'm like, Bridgerton is not the Gilded Age. 
Does anybody like? And by the way, it's not hard. Google it. It is not the Gilded Age. I know. Bridgerton is set in I like eighteen seventeen or eighteen nineteen or the, <laughs> like whatever. And the Gilded Age is later on, guys. Later, later on. So I. Um, I know. And it wasn't Hamilton. Like they had Sean Mendez dressed like Hamilton. <laughs> also, seventeen seventy six. Not the Gilded Age, guys. So anyway, yeah. we'll end on that. Please read your history books, guys. It's fun. History's fun. And um, give to Planned Parenthood and let's fight. Yes, please. Fight this revolution. And Jess, thank you. I love you so much. Oh my God. I love you. Thanks for having me. Have a good night. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Pop culture.